G'day, welcome to the Sin City podcast here at the Mailbag. We're talking Rose Hill from lockdown. We're talking about lockdown. We're talking about a very wet track that probably should have been locked down. Uh, but nonetheless, Mark Roden's joining us and he's coming off an enormous few days for his subscribers there at Winning Edge Investments and Champion Bets. Mark, we'll start with yourself. Congratulations. Strong performance over the weekend. Uh, good. Yeah, Wednesday was good. Um, Friday great and Saturday was great so more weeks like that would be much appreciated. Rob you're on course uh, last time you'll be on course for the foreseeable future I imagine um, it was a bit wet and uh, the track was absolutely wrecked by the end um, how'd you find the day overall? Uh, we had a, just a regular Saturday feel um, I, I did feel, you know was a bit worried about the decision so many of the, the punters on course were in the old Older demographic, and you know, a bit of coronavirus could really affect turnover if it got stuck into a race course. So that was my first thought. Um, but yeah, look, it was wetter than I thought. You know, when they put it up a five um, or a six, and yeah, I, I thought it was going to play like a five or a six. Then the rain came in. You know, only four or five mils. So I'm surprised how badly the track deteriorated. I suppose they. It's commonly held that if it rains during the meeting, it the effect is exacerbated because the, the tracks, you know, opened up by having the, the horses, you know, racing on it. So it doesn't, it doesn't take as much rain to wreck it uh, when it's during the meeting. Yeah, true that, true that. But yeah, um, I, I look, I haven't looked at the right, you know, how much rain exactly, but I'm going to say no more than five mils, you know, I'll take a dollar 90 about that. Maybe not a dollar 90. Uh, I haven't got the, the forecast or any, any of the results. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyone want to, yeah. any action Back there? How much range? I uh, reckon four or five mils. Look, in the end, it was a, it was a heavy 10. We're going to have a look at races two, three, five, six, seven, and we'll touch on master of wine in race eight as well, but we'll start with the two year olds in the Pungo Pungo stakes over 1200 meters for the Colts and Geldings. Uh, Prague, Tommy Marquand's back on board. In the end, was uh, quite a, a decent quote overall. But I guess, Rob, I'll start with yourself here. We had plenty of time for quite a few of these runners. Uh, just give us a recap on how some of the, the main fancies paraded. Okay, well, I, I, I've got a, I aim down as like an A plus two-year-old type. Um, and the track was soft, so I thought he, he, he paraded with a touch of quality, you know, perfect Snowden. Um then, um, yeah, I missed the winner. Um, I had a really good look at this I Am Swerving, came with a bit of a wrap, um, bit toey, bit immature. I think it'd be a better horse um, down the track. Um, I thought I thought the, the runner-up, uh, Kumasai, paraded, you know, really nice walker. Um, but, yeah, Asamu a, a, a seemed to have come on it, paraded a bit more relaxed, you know, more typical of the Wallace stable. Um, Agentus, um yeah, again, paraded much better today, but, you know, they're saying it was a soft five here for the Pago Pago, um, but it might have been really a seven or eight. Um, the times, do I have anything to worry about next week, Mark? Uh, anything here going to jump out of the ground for the slipper uh, or the winner? Jump out of the ground. Prague looks to have gone to a level that would make him competitive in the slipper. Um, I was, I actually marked the winner favourite here. I couldn't believe that the market just binned him. I mean, he'd run against a very similar field, except for the Victorian and the Gerald Ryan thing that's coming from Gosford. He started 260 in that, and he, he was plain, but 
you know, if SP profiling means anything, it was it was just ridiculous odds. And also considering that he um, had Tom Markman back on, who he'd, um, he'd won the start before. Uh, for. So, yeah, I, I was really surprised it was that big a price. But market perception is such a big thing in racing and, and seems to have a big sway in the market too, but it just wasn't the case um, uh, in this race on Saturday. Um, yeah, a slipper winner in the race, I don't know. Probably only, you know, seeing the races next week, the winner's the only one that's going to be in it, isn't it? I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think that's the only one that will qualify. Um, but, yeah, well, I guess we'll talk about the fillies in a second and we can talk a bit yeah. more about the slipper if, you know, I'm keen to hear your thoughts on uh, who you like. Uh, Kamazi was, um, I was pretty taken with that, jumping up from, you know, a provincial 1,000-metre maiden win um, to 1,200 metres second start on a wet track and um, looked, looked like it might be the winner at about the 300, but just tired a little late, but I thought that was a pretty impressive um, performance second time out. All right, yeah, so look, n- nice walker. We'll go from the Colts and Geldings, where it was a reasonably slowly run race for the class, uh, to the Phillies in Magic Knight Stakes, over 1,200 as well. This is quite a fast run race for the class. They've gone four lengths fast to the 600. And in the end, uh, we saw a lot of those horses on speed just completely capitulate and uh, Thermosphere for Godolphin with uh, J-Mac on board was the one that got, the, I guess, the best toe and transit into the race, defeating Time is Precious, who tried to, to hug the inside for the whole of the, of the race. Uh, Rob, again, just uh, get your thoughts on some of these two-year-old fillies. Okay, um, so time is time is precious. Just just look completely at top and and really well. So certainly in the numbers, um, I, I think she's been a, you know a bit stiff here. She's run a huge race, and the winner who who I missed, just a little you know. I'm still thinking. I'm not looking for wet track horse types at this stage of the meeting. I'm still thinking that the tracks are a five or a six. So, um, you know, she just didn't quite make the cut here. I, I like the the stronger style fillies like the, the four, the Sansi. Um, I thought Stella Pauline, you know, held its condition. I'm not sure if it looked any better than it did at Randwick the previous start. Um, and, and I, yeah, the ten I didn't, I, did, I missed. You know, obviously, the market missed it as well. That's um, gems at $143 bet SP. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the eight I thought looked all right. Um, I'm not sure about the run there, and I didn't mind this this 15 as well. A, a first starter. Um, run last but looked like a decent type you know certainly not a wet track type like the winner anything else you guys are interested in uh, yeah. no <laughs> i was just going to ask uh, mark did you have any thoughts on on this race going forward because it did look to be a bit of a bit of a mess really overall uh, yeah absolute pie race really uh, they're, they're no good this lot um the winner goes onto the slipper because i suppose you've got to if you win one of these qualifying races but it's got no chance um, no, I don't like this mob at all. In, you said what to say the um, gems was 140s. That's about the Payne Schofield price, isn't it? That's the default price. <laughs> it did run better than its price, of course, but no, not not a race I want much to do with going forward. Okay, we'll head to race five, the Farlap Stakes over 1500, Group Two. For the three-year-olds, Funstar SP'd very short and held off Probabile. Quick thinker was in third, and there was absolute daylight to fourth. Uh, Rob, we'll start with yourself. By now, I believe the track was rated a heavy nine. It was a soft six there by uh, on race three, and then by race five, it was a heavy nine. So, fun star versus Probabil. Uh, much of a difference between them in terms of how they paraded this time around versus last start? 
Well, the winner paraded Funstar much better than she did the other day. Uh, I think I might have said to you, I think this is a living certainty. Um, and, yeah, she, she she never looked like getting beat at this stage. J-Max flying. Uh, proper build paraded similar to the other week, which is, like, perfect. But, you know, it, it was a heavy nine, so I'm thinking Funstar is the lightly framed, the wet track type who's improved heaps. So how, how can the other thing beat it? Um, and, and Quick Thinker um, was, a, was a clear third pick. Um Wet track Rose Hill form just just looks paraded like a pretty classy horse, but the two fillies they've they've got they're setting up a really great rivalry, and you know I'd love to see them on a fair track. You know by fair I mean a four or a five uh, next start, and um, you know I might even want to be on Probable just because she's my 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 type. You know she's more she's bigger, stronger uh, type horse, whereas Fun Stars that athletic, light lightly framed. Um, but yeah, r- real competitor, and and so is probably Bill. Um, so yeah, looking forward to wherever they go. I, I think Mark, you said that last week, didn't you? Last time they ran. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it is a great rivalry um, they're putting together. It looks uh, like they're both going to the Vinery in a fortnight, up to two thousand, which will be um, uncharted territory for both. Uh, I think yes. Um, so that'll be interesting to see how they go at two thousand. Um, OP Boston will be back on Probabil. The way the race was set up it, and the way he, McAvoy rode it, it had no chance of winning in the run and did really well to get as close as it did. So I, um, even though all the markets are going to have fun star ahead of Probabil in both the Vinery and the um, what used to be the Queen of the Turf uh, in pre-post betting, Funstar's favourite in both, um, I, again, don't think there's going to be much between them, uh, given, given even luck. So, yeah, two really good contests uh, coming up between those two. Okay, we'll head to race six, which is the Ajax or Ajax Stakes. So the 1500, uh, imaging one of Mark Roden's conquests for the day, uh, got the job done over Yulong Prince, who, Rob, you did give a good push for out of the yard, um, but you had both of those two thereabouts. You've seen Cascadian a few times so far this prep, and although Glyn Schofield jumped back on board, he couldn't do what he did last prep and get the horse towards a win. Um, just quickly, Rob, recap uh, the top couple in, in this race. Well, this, this is some kind of classy, classy miles, and I, I thought you know, like that six or seven of them could win from the yard. Um, but as I often do, I, I found the two Waller runners. Imaging surprised me how much it had come on from the previous prep, where it looked like soft first up. For Waller, Waller horses are generally, you know, soft, and that's how you want them. But look really soft, um, really, really improved, and Yulong Prince, who I just sent out on top of it, um, just just looked perfect again perfect first up it improved just how i wanted to see um quacker jack had also improved a lot um from his previous run when he won so bravely um loved him in the run here you know he was still he didn't want to let anything get past him um oh, sorry boys shut up <laughs> um Vega days, um, you know, paraded really well, wet track type, athletic type. Um, you know, this this I am Superman, you know, wasn't going to suck me in again. They've really come for it. Uh, almost started favourite here, boys. Oh, no, Quacker Jack slightly in front of it. But, yeah, 6 621 bet for SP. Um, lovely, lovely type, whether it's suited on the wet. And, and Ring-a-ding-ding just looked just ready to go. Um, I thought he was a chance and so did the betting at $12.50 but um, out of the race um, you know I'm keen to, to follow first, second and, and fourth Cascadian um, you know I hate it never won never <laughs> for me should have won that day against the 
your, your thing, um, special award, I think it was. Mark, um, uh, sorry, go ahead. Almedo, sorry, the, sorry uh, Pete, um, did, yeah, the top one, Almedo. Oh, yeah, um, in the numbers. I, th- I think we might have even had a, a smallish, the smallest of small plays yeah. on it as well. Um, it looked like a forward, um, and, you know, it belonged here. Yeah. Whether it looked like whether it looked like a number one, um, which is you know something <laughs> uh, in this kind of race, uh, it, di- it maybe it didn't. It maybe look you know it, it only looked as it looked as good as any of them, and it looked ready to go. So you ha- I had to respect its overseas form, and um, yeah, it wasn't a loser for me in the race. It'll be interesting to see it again on a dry track, I suppose. I, I, I read uh, I remember reading at the time when Nick was bought it. I mean, as you said, its overseas form's really good. Should stack up over here. And when Aquas bought it, it was uh, mooted that it was going to Mar and Eustace, and it's ended up with um, Casey Fogden up in Queensland. So that, that struck me as a bit odd as well. I don't, I don't know if there's anything to read into that, but it seemed a bit weird. But, um, yeah, we'll have another look at it on, on the dry. Um, imaging was another um, victory for the SP profilers. Um, started clearly favourite against uh, almost a well, very similar field last time, just as Prague had, as we touched on earlier. Uh, he's... He, SP under four dollars, clear favourite against Cascadia and against Quackerjack, Vegados, I Am Super, and all those horses. And today he was yeah double the button, you know, and everyone saw he got, you know, he and Cascadia and Poleaxed each other when they were just starting to make their runs that day. So he just put the pen through that run and got a very good price. So he'd won on heavy in Ireland, so um, yeah, I'm sure Saturday's track wasn't going to be any bother to him. And he, uh, McDonald gave him a perfect ride, and he. He always looked like he was going to be, be in the finish. It was um, mm. a reasonably painless watch for a horse that was eight dollars in the morning. Absolutely. What about um, the, the? I thought the runner-up though it was the run of the race. Should have. Oh won yeah. Well, it. I was actually gave me a bit of a heart murmur about the two hundred. I saw Nash getting really stuck into it, and it was you know really cutting into the lead. But um, yeah, it was, ran far better than I thought it would. Yeah, uh, I think we can follow him. Up away but no he's he's sticking over very nicely very nicely and from the yard he's you know he looks as good as any of these on type second horse third best uh, performance of the day from imaging on the punting form data Uh, second best was Funstar and the best of the day performance was Star of the Seas so that's your podium there but we'll head to race seven and the Gay Waterhouse and Bot Horse the mayor, Conte Partilo, uh, with Timmy Clark on board, got up at double figures in, from Miss Fabulous, who improved a fair bit on what it had been doing recently, but wasn't necessarily suited to last start. And Rob, uh, I think you just tweeted out after the race, noir, hashtag sickness. Um, yeah. <laughs> do you want to relive it at all? Or? <laughs> uh, look, look, I avoided the... Tw- so It's just, just so sick. I, I avoided the 20s in... Because Kath was on, thought you know I might get a better price. Then the rains came in, and it's Harper's quote, just so well in this race um, on its record. Wet track suited it more. Um, she jumped; it jumped better than anything. That's how ready to go and ready to win this horse was in this race. It's fucking ping the lids from for a back marker, and then um, she's just gone back, back, back. Um, horse hasn't quite settled and. Yeah, it's, it's been an awful, awful watch. Um, the winner, it parades with the pony, which is like 
generally a big neg. You don't see horses who do that win that often. But she paraded better than she did the previous start. And, you know, Mark, again, the SP profilers, did this thing start favourite in the lead in its previous start? It was in the market against the um, Ajax Stakes horses in the Liverpool City Cup. It, yeah. It, it was in the market. So, yes, you could definitely have made a case for it on SP profile. Yeah, which, which I, I think... You know, that, that's a stronger race than these mares, you know, when we're talking sure. about Noark and Miss Fabulous. Yeah. Um, yeah. Feeling the, feeling the play, and El Dorado Dreaming in there. Um, shout out to, you know, the, the little birdie boys with this Benetoit. Um, blo- <laughs> He's tipped this at 50s. So it's going to go very, very well. Um, it, it looked a little bit outclassed in the yard, but Jesus, it looked perfect, like absolutely cherry ripe. And, and did they... um. Obviously, a, a wet tracker. Um, but, yeah, look, look, I don't think there's much here. We've got old Pahutakawa starting favourite, which, you know, m- made me want to bet in the race. And yeah. um, it's a horse I've taken on, you know, back in the days with uh, Nikita Jane. And um, I think she let me down at Newcastle one day, first up against nothing. So I've just sort of been to... Um, but, yeah, was, whether this, this should not be a Group 1 race. It hasn't really been a Group 1 race for a while. Uh, just mare's handicap, isn't it? Really? <laughs> yeah, which the good horses haven't won. You know, Invincible Gem were on the previous start, and and they've this was there a change of tactics notification here? I haven't looked at it, but we're on this the previous start in a small field, and they've just dragged it back. Yeah, I'm not about dragged it or just you know it's just dropped his hands on it. it. Just doesn't want to get going here. It's just intense. Lead lead at all costs. Yeah. Um, just you know. Makes you a bit sick, um, but look, I did I did back Noir each way, so you know it, it wasn't a strip race for me. Mark, for yourself, did you have a play in this event? And if not, are you following anything going forward from this race? Uh, oh, nothing jumps out at out at me at this stage to necessarily be, be on my next start. Um, I, for reasons Rob was sort of touching on there, I was keen when I saw this field to bet because, yeah, you had Pahuta Kawa and Sylvia's mother at the head of the market. Sylvia's mother been has a great winning record, but she's been really well placed, I thought, and I, uh, I thought she was opposable. I thought Pahuta Kawa was opposable, and the one I came up with was Spanish Whisper. I was uh, a, a very good second-up horse. Uh, Mark Wandon, I, I liked that, and I was all set to have a good crack at uh, double-figure odds on her, but... Um, Fortunately for myself and um, and my subscribers too, I suppose. Um, I read the weather forecast correctly. She is a dry tracker only, and um, so I just pulled out of the race. And uh, I was half kicking myself at the turn. She tracked up really nicely inside and looked like she was going to be in the finish, but once it got a bit willing on the heavy uh, ten by this stage, she, uh, she ran out of ran out of steam. Okay, well, head to race eight, Master of Wine, uh, short favourite, defeating second favourite Mustajir. Um, what was a, a pretty dominant win overall? Uh, they've just gone even here, 1.8 lengths slow to the 600, um, but the overall figure has been quite reasonable for the winner. Uh, it just seems to be tracking well uh, into whatever the aim is for it longer term. Um, Rob, we'll start with you. Master of Wine, Mustajia, just give us a, a recap on their parades. Excellent. 1-2 in the prayer. Put Mustajia on top. It, it is, you know, quite bigger stronger style of horse which is you know i'm attracted to um and secondly um i thought master of wine just a little bit toey you know i did say sharp and toey but i just don't like toey for uh you know staying horses i think that's you know pretty pretty 
general tip, but I guess you've got to judge it on a base by base cases. He was he was trained on the winner trained on heaps, and then there looked to be a gap to to the next lot in in this field. So um, I think it was a no bet race, but um, yeah, a, a pretty exciting horse this Master of Wine. Wait for age horse. Uh, Mark, for yourself, would you pick one over the other if you're following them going to the next start? Um, yeah, no, I think Master of Wines asserted his superiority. Uh, pretty easy thing to say about a horse that's won by four lengths. But, um, yeah, no, he's genuine dead set weight for age, quality horse. Uh, I, wouldn't, um, I wouldn't be talking him out of having a crack at the um, uh, Queen Elizabeth for all that prize money either. It's... If uh, the Japanese horse doesn't get here as well, it's not going to be the strongest race of all time. It, it, it won't be easy, but he would be competitive in that. I see they're talking about backing up in the Randbet uh, next Saturday. So, I don't know, does that mean they race three weeks in a row into the Tancred, or do they um, go for something like the Queen Elizabeth? Mm. I don't, I'm not sure exactly which way they're heading. I'm sure, being a, a Hawks horse, it'll, the horse will be telling them at some stage. And <laughs> once it does, we'll know more. The, thing, the other thing about Mustajir, he doesn't look like a wet track type. I know he's, he's, he's European bred, but he's a big, strong bugger. So I, th- I think you know, he could go a bit better on, on the dry. And uh, but they're going to split up at some stage because uh, Mustajir will be going Sydney Cup, won't it? And Master Wine won't, I assume. Yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, look, I'd love to be able to see him pray because he's just parading like a horse that just knows he's a racehorse, loves racing. And um, yeah, thinks he's thinks he's a star himself, which is what you want. Which is which is what the weight fridge horses are like. They've, they've yeah. got personalities. Right, yeah. very good. Uh, we'll get a horse to follow from each of you going forward, if indeed we do have a going forward. But uh, Rob, we'll start with yourself. Do you have one that you'd like to follow out of this meeting? Uh, look, I, I think Yulong Prince is lovely type. And um, you know, just perfect, perfect Waller. Follow should should be able to get a win somewhere. All right, very good, Mark Roden for yourself. Uh, nothing in particular away from the obvious, you know, like Master of Wine and those sort of things. No one's going to miss them. Um, same one as last week, Tagalara and the Slipper. <laughs> can, can we talk about the Slipper? Why not? But of course. Just get uh, the field up here. So. Do you have a do you have a lean one way or the other, um, Rob? Oh, look, you, you know I'm I'm Dame Giselle all the way. Um, oh, sorry. So we're, we're we're already on, but you know I'm not on it much better than what's currently available. Yeah. Should I be going again? Of course. <sighs> look, I think the weather the weather we've got to talk about the the weather. It looks actually pretty good. It does, yes. So, what do we get? Could we get back up to a five? You know, but then there's there's you know three meals of rain predicted on the Saturday, so well, well that sent it down to an eight. Oh, right on the day again, that'll just be a mess. A mess. Yeah. Oh, God. um, and and your thing, your you know the hunk, uh, cosmic force is going around in the galaxy. Oh yeah, is that a bet? Just yeah, a bet. He, that, that that will be right in that race. Um, for the slipper for me, I'm, I'm yeah pretty keen on Tagaloa. I think had a really nice tune up against Farnham last start. The, the camp are pretty confident that he'll uh, cope with whatever the track condition is on the day. Um, $6 equal second favourite, so it's not the giant price, but I think he's the one to beat. Uh, yeah. Hanseatic scare you, or, or just, I think it's had too many grand finals, hasn't it? Yeah, it's hard to do. I know, I know Tagalow is coming through the diamond as well, but Hanseatic seemed to 
Yeah. Yeah. And you, you couldn't say that Hanseatic's run was better than Tagalaro and the Diamond, despite the SPs. So, um, no, no, you can't. Certainly happy to land a Tagalaro over Hanseatic. Uh, and there's. What about my girl? What about my girl? What do you think? Eleven dollars is 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 overs or unders? Uh, it's, it's I don't think it's unders. Um, she, I mean, she comes out of a poison form race, but like we said last week, she was the well, she was the only horse in that race with any any chance in the slipper because of the horrible run she had and was, was able to win anyway. Again, that's a surprising thing. I, I, I mentioned it last week that Dame Giselle's eleven and see you soon thirteen dollars in the slipper market. Well, if eleven dollars is right, Dame Giselle, see you soon, should be fifty. So, you know, that's that's wrong. You said uh, hundreds last week. Yeah, well, it's it, it, it's guaranteed to start now, so it's shortened a bit. Oh, okay, okay, <laughs> so she's she's in. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I'm just, I'm just hoping hoping we get a draw. You know, like um, anywhere from four to four to ten. Yeah. Um, should be enough pace in the race, and if she if they go solid, and she's just behind them. I think she's 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 gonna she's gonna try a little guts out. Tagaloa is, is you know he he was a real like he's a tiger. He's a, he was stalking the yard last week, and um, I think I tweeted you know my old man says never back a jockey who's laughing. Yeah. Um, and and <laughs> Mickey Walker was was laughing with the strapper as he as he leaked up. Yeah, so it was a total. <laughs> it was just a, yeah, it was total poke around. Yeah. Um, but yeah, look. That fun and could could improve. I know the Glenster says you know it could be looks over the top, but to me it looks it looks backward. It always look backward. This whole prep, I've been waiting for it to to really um you know blossom, and I haven't seen that. So it could improve three lengths. And yeah, know. I don't want to be sound like I'm knocking fun, and he's got score on the board and um, a full prep racing style. So you know deserved deserved favourite, but I for the reasons you were talking about then, I think Tagalo is going to be absolutely primed and and can turn the tables. Yeah, yeah, he won't be a loser for me. But I think there's going to be a lot of bloody shit in the race, a lot of roadblocks. Yeah. yeah. Well, that filly that won on Saturday is going to be, you know, a, a roadblock and, you know, even Mamaragan not too taken with. There's, yeah, there's a lot of rubbish in the race. Well, I don't know when I'll be back on track. It's it's, it's a bit of a worry. Yeah. Um, what are you going to do? Are you going to do it off the TV like Dico? Or? <sighs> Look, I, I don't know. We'll talk about it. Um, maybe I'll, I'll list a little bit of form and, and you know go back over the notes that um, I've been putting in the punning form database. Um, yep. I'm sure we'll be able to come up with a few pets. Yep, I think that'll be the plan. Mark, for yourself, uh, the week ahead, schedule-wise, what's it looking like for yourself? Uh, yeah, there's a bit on. Um, I, I have to uh, go into state on Wednesday, so I can't do Kensington Wednesday. We've got Hawkesbury tomorrow. Um, got the Albury... Cup Carnival, Thursday, Friday. I'll be looking at it as well as Newcastle on Thursday, then of course Slipper Day. So pretty uh, pretty hectic schedule. All right, sounds good. Rob, even though you won't be on course, uh, as long as they are racing, we at the mailbag will be betting. So we'll be using your intel to bet during the day. Don't you worry about that. So uh, nonetheless, we'll still be sending out bets through all the usual channels. So can't wait. Should be a good meeting, hopefully. The track is a little bit better than what it was on Saturday, but uh, nonetheless, we'll be back next Monday to talk about it. Cheers, boys. Excellent. We'll speak to you then. All right. Thank you. Go well.